Welcome to the Step In, Step Up podcast. This is a conversation designed to help you get the most out of your Step In, Step Up journey. Today, we have a great episode, so get ready. And welcome back to another episode of the Step In, Step Up podcast. Uh, Why do we do this podcast? We do this podcast because there's only so much you can do on a Sunday morning. We do this podcast because we want people's spiritual journey and spiritual growth to continue throughout the week. And so today on a Step In, Step Out podcast, we have another special co-host. Guys, Give a warm round of applause in your cars, in your homes, on the treadmill, wherever you are, because today we have with us Hannah Macias. Hannah, say hi to everybody. Hi, guys. (laughs) Hannah, tell us a little bit about what you do at Momentum. Okay, so I am the worship coordinator, and I also serve in student ministry. What does a worship coordinator do? Um, essentially, my job is to work with our worship team and provide an awesome experience of worship on Sundays. I like it. All right, Hannah, what is the best coffee in San Diego? Where do you go? Ooh, okay, that's a tough one. I'm going to get judged for this, but I have to say my favorite coffee shop is Agave Coffee in Chula Vista. That's my favorite. All right. What what makes it so good? Um, for me, it's close, so I don't have to drive super far. I love downtown San Diego, but I don't always have like having to drive there, especially early in the morning. So Agave is like three minutes down from where I live, um, and it's super cool inside, super cute, and the coffee's good. What's your drink of choice? Uh, it depends on the day, but I'm usually always an iced coffee girl, for sure. I like iced lattes are definitely my go-to. All right, so let's move on from coffee in the morning to lunch. What is a go-to lunch spot for you? Go-to lunch spot? I'm definitely going to have to say anything Mexican. I'm not picky. I'll go to like a mom-and-pop Mexico little shop. I'll drive down to TJ if I can. I'll go to Rubio's. It doesn't really matter, but I'm definitely Mexican food all the way. All right, what's your favorite type of taco? Ooh, adobada with everything on it. Okay, okay. And you don't have a favorite spot for that uh there's a cool little taco truck i'm gonna give this away and i hmm, i hope i don't regret this because i don't want everybody going there when i go but there's a cool little taco shop off of telegraph it's like a truck and i don't know what it's called i think it's el ranchero or something but it is the bomb the bomb final question before we keep going what is the best movie you've seen in the last five years Last five years. Oh, shoot. Um, Dang. I don't know if I can go back that far. There's been a lot of movies, but I will tell you what I watched recently. Can I say that? Sure. That's perfect. Okay. So Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Is that what it's called, right? Yeah. The the cartoon one. The cartoon one. Super good. I love it. I haven't even finished it yet. I'm already like, this is probably one of my favorite movies ever. All right. I like it. I like it. Well, Hannah, uh, this whole month on the Step In, Step Up podcast, we're uh, we're just talking about serving, volunteering, being part of your spiritual growth, being part of the spiritual journey you're on. And each week uh, during this during this month, we are highlighting one volunteer in different areas of ministry and momentum that we're like, hey, we want to recognize them because of their, the great heart they have, the great way that they serve, the way they make uh, life better for everybody else. And today, I would like to just kind of highlight somebody on the worship team. Who's somebody on Momentum's worship team 
that just is a great example of serving that you'd love to give a shout out to? Um, I want to give a shout out to Mario Casillas. He is super dope. Um, He is faithful. He shows up every Sunday on time, like way earlier than the rest of us even earlier than me. Um, and he always stays until the very end. So he's like first person to come first person to leave. Um, and he's just super dedicated to our team and loves to worship and it shows. And so we love Mario. We're so thankful for him. All right, Mario, not only do you get recognized on this international podcast that reaches literally dozens of people, (laughs) but we're also going to have some really awesome, cool gift for you just to say Mm -hmm. thank you for being a great leader, a great volunteer, a great part of Momentum's worship team. Um, We're going to continue on, though. We've been, like I said, this whole month, our focus is on step in, step up, and we're talking about step in and step up to volunteering, step in and step up to serving. And today on the podcast, we're going to talk about a couple of ideas that if you if you embrace these, they will just completely change your life when it comes to serving. Three, three or four ideas that are just, hey, these things will make serving so much better. They'll make your journey so much uh, more and more fulfilling. And honestly, I'd love to tell this to everybody who is thinking about serving so that we're just going to use the podcast to do that. Uh, the first idea that we want to talk about today is that small makes a big difference. Let me say that again. When it comes to serving, small makes a big difference. And there's a couple things what I mean by that. One is that you never know what starting serving, where it's going to take you. Um, one of my all-time favorite people to listen to speak, to just I'm just in awe of what she's accomplished, is a woman named Christine Kane. She leads an organization called A21 uh, that rescues women from human trafficking. She's one of the best preachers on the planet. Mm-hmm. She's just got like all these skills, all these talents. God is just using her in an amazing way. And I heard a story that she told uh, years ago at a conference that just blew my mind. She was talking about where she got her start. And she was uh, in Australia. She's, uh, you know, like 14, 15 years old. And she's part of this youth group. And the youth group holds a day, like like a, a, a cleanup day. And so it's like the Saturday morning. She shows up. She's the only person from her whole youth group <laughs> that shows up. Oh. And she spends her day just cleaning out like a storage closet. Oh. That was her intro into serving. Uh, but then she talks about that from that day of serving, she started to build a connection with some of her youth leaders, uh, which leads to one thing, which leads to another thing, which leads to another thing. And that one small act of service was her beginning a journey that took her honestly all around the world now. Uh, something that small started off to making a big, big difference. Uh, one of the ways I tell people that serving is like it's, it's small, but it makes a big difference. It's kind of like putting money in a bank or, or putting money in an investment. Like those small little deposits over time, the small little things that you do lead up to big life change, big moments, stuff like that. And to, just to kind of make it more concrete for everybody listening, Hannah, you just got back from a week at CIY mm-hmm. with our uh, high school students, and you said it was one of the best weeks in their lives, one of the best weeks in your life. Yeah. What made this past week at CIY so big, so amazing? Tell, tell some of the things that you got to be a part of. Um, CIY, in case if somebody doesn't know what it is, it's Christ in Youth. So they hold these conferences all over the nation, um, and I think even in international trips too. Um, and they just host this 
basically like this conference uh, for youth, and it's incredible, life-changing. I think what we saw that really made it special for us is we just saw a lot of our students come out of their shell um, and just share how Jesus had been speaking to them and moving in their hearts. We would ask this question at the end of the night, how did you see God move? Um, Because the conference was called a CIY Move, and it was just amazing testimony after testimony of students coming out and just saying, like, God spoke to me and changed my life, and worship was, you know, it just changed everything about who I am, and it's just crazy. It was, it was really, really cool to see God speak to our students. I love it. Okay, but let me ask you this, though. That was this past week. Yeah. What had you been doing every single Wednesday night for the past school year? Um, I think what we did as leaders is just we kept showing up and we were just present with our students. Um, we would sacrifice time during the week to be with them outside of, we meet on Wednesdays, but we'd also meet outside of Wednesdays and just hang out with them, just develop relationships with them. And so I think what we saw this past week was just the fruit of us investing in them every single Wednesday um, and spending time with them outside of, of church and being their friend. And I think we just saw that come to life during CIY. Yeah, so that's, that's a perfect illustration. So um, how many of those Wednesdays, did it feel like not much was happening? I mean, be totally, be totally honest. <laughs> yeah, I would say at least on my end, I would say there was a good handful. I was like, am I even doing anything? Like, is this, am I like investing and is anything I'm doing actually like making a difference? I think I definitely asked that question more than once. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But it's the Wednesday after Wednesday of investing in them, uh, uh, hanging out with those girls that you, yeah. that you pour your life into. And then you get a week like this where you see it just like in a lot of ways, it starts to click for them. It starts to come alive and you get to see a huge payout. That's why I say small makes a big difference. If you're someone who's thinking about joining us on this serving journey, small makes a big difference. It's those small little deposits. It's those small things that you do time after time. The other thing that I I, want to tell people about small makes a big difference is that we forget how many people don't have anyone in their life cheering them on. Um, I, I, I heard a statistic that said something like, Two-thirds of all people will live their entire life without ever being recognized or honored in front of a group of people. Like they'll spend their whole life without anyone ever, you know, standing up and clapping for them, cheering them, that they basically go in and like, yeah, sure, someone might say hi every now and then, but most people don't have anyone doing that on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I I always like just to take a time and opportunity for, because if we think about it, it, it applies to all of us. Who are some of the people that's made small deposits in your life that have made a big difference? People who have encouraged you, some some of the people who have invested in you, and how did that kind of play out in your life? Um, I think the first person I think of was way back when, I'm 23 now, so this was like, I was like 13, 14, um, sophomore in high school, and Nick Moultrie, he came up to me one, uh, it was like a youth group night, Friday night, and he was just like, you're going to be a leader. And I was like, what? Like, I guess my mom had told me that up to that point, but like when someone other than your mom says something like that, I was I was literally mind blown. Um, and he literally shaped like the course of my whole destiny. He invested in me and and spoke life into me like Friday after Friday um, and just believed in me. And I really wasn't doing that much. I just showed up with my guitar and played worship, but he just kept telling me over and over again, like, you're going to be a leader. You're going to make a difference. And I think that definitely shaped who I am today for sure. Awesome. 
Anybody else you want to mention? Um, my best friend, Millie, Millicent Opacheski. She um, is my mentor as well as my best friend. And I can just, man, I can't even count how many times I've called her on the phone in tears or just frustrated with life. And she has repeatedly just reminded me who I am in Jesus and um, what God's doing in my life. And so she has definitely played um, a big part of my adult life, um, my young adult life, and definitely becoming more like Jesus for sure. Are either one of those people you mentioned super famous? Uh, in my eyes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even on Instagram. They have like a ton of followers, especially Nick. He's like super popular. But other than that, I don't know if they're like international. They're definitely not Christine Kane famous yet. <laughs> gotcha. I, I just mentioned that because here's the deal. We often think that in order to make a big impression or make a big difference, we have to have a big platform, a big yeah, stage, yeah. a big following. And honestly, so many people just need someone encouraging them, someone Pushing, uh, pushing them forward, letting them know that they're loved. That's good. And so, yeah, small makes a big difference. Another idea that I would love to have everybody grasp that's thinking about serving or, or, or joining us on this step-in, step-up journey is that everyone needs a we. And let me say that again. Everyone needs a we. Not a Nintendo we, not a we Switch, <laughs> but like a W-E, like a we. Um, people need a group to belong to, and they need something that's bigger than themselves that's making a difference. Hannah, just make this more tangible for us. Tell us about a time where you felt like because of what you belong to, because of what you were doing with other people, it was making a big impact, making a big difference. Yeah, I think when um, my friend Abe Jimenez, he asked me if I could be the youth director at their church. This wasn't too long ago. And I was like, sure, like, yeah, I would love that. And it was kind of like this dream come true moment. Um, But I was like, felt totally just unqualified and unsure if this was the right thing for me. But man, just the six months that I served there, I literally felt like because of the relationships I was building and because of what God was doing in our youth, it was so much bigger. And it really honestly was just happening in like this little corner of Chula Vista. But it's really when you're in these positions, when you're building relationships and you're serving alongside people that you love, that you start to see, man, what God is doing here is actually a lot bigger than just what I'm seeing in front of me. Um, And it was definitely one of those moments where I was like, I really feel like God is using me. And I really feel like he's going to like change these kids because of my yes, because of me stepping into this and being here. Let me ask you this. Who is a friend that you've made because you were serving somewhere? Jeez, so many. Um, I mean, even just friends at Momentum, like Will was a friend that I made um, just serving alongside him doing worship ministry. We used to lead worship like everywhere. Anytime someone needed a worship leader, it was like, okay, yeah, me and Will can be there. And our friendship grew so deep just because of us like being there for one, an- for one another in ministry positions and just saying yes to God. And it developed a friendship. Um, and there's countless of other people I could name. Abe is another person that our, our friendship grew in ministry, serving students. We became really good friends. So I think almost all my friendships, if I really think about it, came out of me saying yes to ministry and serving. Absolutely. One of the things that I think is just kind of crazy, um, and we've talked about in different messages and sermons and stuff like that, is how lonely people are in our world and in our culture, especially in a place like San Diego, where so many people have moved here from somewhere else. And I've I've always wondered, like, how do people who don't belong to a church find community when they move somewhere new? Because like, Church is one of the best places you just you show up, you can get connected, you've got people who care about you. And so serving is an even better way to build community because you're you're surrounded by other people trying to do the same thing that you're doing in a, you know, trying to accomplish the same mission. And yeah, you're absolutely right. 
all of my closest friends, all of the people that I, uh, even if I'm, if we're on different sides of the country right now, the yeah. people that I keep up with are people that I've either served with or served alongside. Your best friendships mm-hmm. often come out of serving. So when we say that everyone needs a we, it's not only for the benefit of those people, it's for, for your own benefit as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about another idea, though. Deep is more fun than shallow. Let me say that again. Deep is more fun than shallow. And here's what I mean by that. When it comes to serving, serving in a shallow capacity is often either really boring or it becomes really irritating to have to do it every week. I mean, think about it. We don't ever talk about, oh, I really want a shallow friendship. I really like to have shallow conversations. Like no one says things like that. But oftentimes we might treat serving like I'm going to put into it just enough to fulfill the requirements. And honestly, that's not a lot of fun. Mm. Like I think serving can be really, really, really fun, but you got to go deep into it. And I get it. Like, Hey, when you first start out serving somewhere, like only crazy people jump in with no questions asked and just say, yes, give me whatever. Like I get it. You got to take it slow. You got to explore. You got to figure out where you're at. But once you're in a spot where you're like, okay, this is where I'm going to be serving. This is where I feel like God wants me to be a part of this church at Deep is way better than shallow. Make that make that real for us, Hannah. Tell us a story. Tell us something about like where going deeper into something mate, was way better than just staying at a surface level. Yeah, I mean, just to, I can think about the past couple ministry opportunities that I've had, whether it was being a youth director or even now um, serving as a uh, worship coordinator and serving in youth as well. Again. Um, I realized that I crossed that line from it's just shallow and it's just something that I'm kind of doing to this is my life and this is where God is using me and this is what I'm passionate about and this is why I get up on Sunday morning. This is why, you know, I stay late on Wednesday nights to be with these kids. It's when you kind of cross a line of, of this is about me to this is about somebody else. And I think when you start sacrificing something for what you love and so whether, let's just say that's ministry in this case, and you realize this is going to cost me something, like this is actually going to cost me sleep. This is going to cost me the desires that I have, my personal preference. Um, and I'm going to have to put other people in front of me and let them be kind of my priorities opposed to just what I want and what I need. Um, I think that's when you really start to see the fruit of that and when you really start to actually benefit from being in ministry. And it's weird how you kind of shift your focus from you to others that actually you start receiving more from the ministry. And so I think for me, it's like, man, anytime I've had to say yes to something in ministry and it's required something of me and I've given that all and laid it on the table, that's when I started enjoying it more. That's when I started building relationships. And that's when God started really showing up in my life. Absolutely. And, it, and we see this all over. It's like, almost like this is the way that God designed it. Like dating is fun, but it's so much more fun to be married. It's so much more fun to have a spouse who's like, okay, I'm committed to them. They're committed to me. And you just reach things on a deeper level. Like anybody that's got a healthy marriage can, can attest to that. But yeah, it is, it's much harder to be married than it is to be single to just to, or excuse me, just to be dating. Uh, there is a deeper commitment. It does require more of you, but the reward and the payout is so much better. Deeper is more fun than shallow. And that's true in just about any ministry you can serve. The last idea I just kind of want to talk about, and I want to, I want to dive in with is this idea that the future is bright. And here's what I mean by that. We don't serve and we don't ask people to serve. We don't ask people to volunteer so that we can say, hey, look how cool our church is. Um, 
I mean, I guess that's a good reason. It'd be better to go to a church that's cool and one that's not, I suppose. <laughs> but there is a lot at stake, and there's a lot that can happen when a church is full of people who are committed to the idea that Jesus is Lord, yeah. that people matter, that lives need to be changed, and that we get to bring life to them. Um, Hannah, why spend all this time investing in students' lives? Why spend all this time trying to make uh, a great worship environment? Like, mm-hmm. wh- why do all that? Why not just sleep in? What, what, what's what, what's motivating you behind all of this? Um, I think we, we talk about this a lot in our worship team. We huddle up before we start services. And something that I always try to remind the team, and it's really me reminding myself too, is, man, I know we have to set our alarms for like 5 a.m. to be here on time. And I know we have to be here Saturdays and practicing all week. And it's a lot of work. Um, and so for me, my motivation is hope. Like, honestly, I think about where I was and where I am now and how far God has brought me. And when you look at your life and you see what Jesus has done for you and how he's rescued you and redeemed you and saved you and took all of that brokenness and healed it, then it's like, man, how can you not want to go and give that same hope to other people? And so especially with my students, I'm like thinking of me being in their shoes when I was 14, 15, 16, and you know, just the weight of the world I was feeling at that age. And now I'm out of it. And now God has shown me that I have a purpose and a destiny. And I literally cannot help but go to these kids and be like, dude, like Jesus has a plan for you. And it, whatever it takes to communicate that message, I'm really, I'm really willing to lay it on the line. And it's not out of this like selfish motivation or, Oh, she doesn't know like the, how hard it is. It's like, no, like when you know the hope you have, you literally can't help, but go and share it. So whatever that looks like, whether that's worship student ministry or serving on the hospitality team or, you know, serving communion, whatever that looks like on Sundays, you know, that you have been given a hope and it just springs forth and you can't help, but share it with the people around you. Man, I love that. It makes me think about this like we read the bible and we read about people like paul or timothy or peter and we're like man i bet they had a huge impact but what we what we often forget is that they all died (laughs) and then the church after they all died in the next 200 years just grew and grew and grew and grew and grew and for the most part we have no idea the names of those people Wow. Like there are almost no famous Christians after AD 100 until about AD 300. I mean, you can find if you if you're a super deep historian, you can go find some names and stuff like that. But the vast majority of the church's growth in those 200 years came because ordinary people whose names were never going to know took the hope that they had and they took it with them wherever they went. And they just simply loved people. Well, they okay. served people well. And here's what I think about. Chula Vista, San Diego County has so many people that we know are hurting and broken. We know that people are moving here looking to find the answer to their dreams. Some of them find it, some of them don't, but here's what we all know. Like there's nothing externally that can fill the hole and void inside a person that only Jesus can fill. Mm-hmm. And every single Sunday, when we've got people that are greeting people as soon as they arrive in the parking lot, we've got people that are shaking their hand, smiling, letting them know that they're welcome here. When we've got people that are checking in kids and caring for kids well. When we've got people that are helping people find their seat. When we've got people running soundboards and, and we've got people that are helping lead worship. When we've got people who are investing into students during the midweek. Like all of those things come together. All of them play a part and all of them make a difference. Almost all of us that have um, been following Jesus for a while know that 
so many people played a role. So many people had a part in our story. And we get to do the same now. And so the reason we say step in and step up to serving and step in and step up to volunteering is that you have such an important role to play. And no, most of us probably will never be famous doing this. Most of us will probably never honestly even see the full impact we make until we are in heaven. But there are so many lives that we can change, so many people that we can make a difference in simply by doing this. Mm -hmm. And so um, if you're still thinking about serving, if you're still wondering about, okay, uh, hey, Jeremy, hey, Hannah, I love all this. What should I do? Definitely on our Momentum app, uh, sign up to go to one of uh, to explore more about one of our serving areas. If you're there at Momentum this Sunday, definitely go out to the Info Center and look at the different opportunities because each one of those opportunities, whether it's working directly with a child, working with a student, working in tech, whatever it might be, it makes a difference yeah. and it has a payoff. It's good. Hannah. Yes. One last question. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite icy flavor? <laughs> Oh, that's so easy. I can answer this one. Okay, so you go to 7-Eleven, right? Yeah. Well, you're talking about 7-Eleven? Are you talking about Target IC? There's a difference. Uh, okay, which you're, you're saying go to 7-Eleven? <laughs> I'm saying go to 7-Eleven. Right, I'll to give 7-Eleven. you both. You okay. know what? Here's a little bonus. If you go to Target, it's all about the blue raspberry. Okay. Okay? Now, if you're going to 7-Eleven, you fill up the cup halfway with the cherry. Then you put Coke in the middle, and you top it off with more cherry. Wait, like Coke flavor Coke or flavor. like actual no, Coke? No, 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 okay. no. Coke flavor Slurpee. Okay. The bomb. You got to mix both of them together. My sister's all about just get Coke. It's nasty. You have to blend it with the cherry. Literally will change your life. All right. So we've given you all different kinds of ways to change your life today. I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Step In, Step Up podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please make sure to rate us uh, on whatever. Five stars. Yeah, five stars on whatever uh, platform you like to listen to. And we'll see you again next week.